Welcome to the Sold Out Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Michelle Schaefer. I am a two-time author who's built a seven-figure income in network marketing. I went from teen mom to millionaire. My passion is helping you to move your life forward with strategies for personal and spiritual development and teaching you how to design a life of freedom. I'll give you all the goods from the heart, raw and real. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. I think my voice does still sound a little scratchy. I lost my voice for a couple of days after a big training that we did, so I haven't been able to record a podcast. I think it still might sound a little a little off, but I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. My voice is back. I'm really excited. Today is part two of our money series where I'm talking about God and money, and I'm excited about the topic today because um, it really relates to a lot of different areas of our lives, and really the kind of main focus today of this podcast is going to be on stewardship, and I talk a lot about stewardship of our bodies, and so I'm excited to kind of switch it up and talk about stewardship of finances. So I'm going to start by just talking about what the actual definition of stewardship is. So um, I pulled a couple of different definitions off of uh, Google. And uh, so one of them is stewardship is the job of supervising or taking care of something, the management of something entrusted to one's care or managing resources. And so the first thing that I think about when I think about stewardship and kind of what God asks of us when it comes to that is our body, really. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day because Bobby is on the hunt again for a car. He, I feel like many times a year Bobby's looking for a car. He loves the hunt. He loves cars. If he had it his way, probably every three months he'd have a new car. So it's a long process, which I would hate, but he really enjoy, <laughs> enjoys it. So he was looking for a car and I was thinking about this, you know, how many cars you have in your lifetime. And sometimes you're buying a new car, sometimes you're buying a used car. And I was thinking about, uh, you know, just the way that you take care of a car, uh, you maintenance it and wash it and all these different things, right? And then you sell it and you get another one. And I was thinking about our bodies. What if from the time that you were born, you, own, you, had, you had the car that you were going to own your entire life the day that you were born. And that was the only car you ever had. Would you take care of it different than you take care of your car now? If you knew that whatever, on your birthday, there was a car waiting for you, it was just going to be you know, available to you as your only car you were ever allowed to have for your entire time on earth. How would you take care of it and maintenance it? And what would you do with it? Would it be different than the way that you currently um, take care of your car? Well, that's essentially what it is with our bodies, right? Like we're born this, with this body and it's the only body we're ever going to have for our entire time on earth. And so I think for a lot of people, we really don't think about that when we're young because it's like having a new car. You're not thinking about all the stuff, right? Because it's new and perfect and everything's in working order, hopefully, and it's not until you know you you either uh, have a health crisis or get older and things start to actually wear out, or you gain weight or whatever that you're actually starting to think about how you take care of your bodies. 
And so I think it's an important thing. It's one of the things that I am, it's such a big deal to me is the stewardship of our bodies. And for me, that always starts with nutrition. And, you know, going back to kind of the car example, it's what, you know, what kind of oil are you putting in the car? Are you changing the oil? What kind of gas are you putting in? Are you keeping all of the whatever fluids topped off so that the the engine can function properly? It's it's essentially the same thing with our bodies. God has given us these very complex machines that we live in for our entire lives. We never get to actually get a new one. <laughs> Let's say you just want a newer model. You don't get a newer model. <laughs> you, you have to do the refurbishing on the one that you have. Uh, so it's always, everything always starts for me with nutrition. <laughs> always. It's a huge, huge deal for me in my life. And it's something I talk about, I feel like every day. <laughs> and then fitness you know, just keeping your body moving. It's not about, you know, having the ability to compete or, you know, run marathons if that's not your thing or whatever. But it is about having, living in this body and making sure that you have kept it fit enough to get through the tasks that you need to in life. This is a huge, huge part of it for me. For me, I go to the gym uh, pretty much five days a week. And I'm doing it for, a, it's a number of reasons. First of all, it's complete worship for me. It is a time where I put worship music or podcasts or something into my ears that really floods my body. And if you listened to the podcast I did with Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness, the ministry found Revelation Wellness, she talked about how you know, when you're moving your body, you're, you are actually creating new synapses in the brain. So you're absorbing that information in a completely different way. Well, I know that is true. <laughs> I know that it's true. I experience it every day. So first and foremost, I go to the gym every day for that part of it, the worship uh, part of it to the Lord. And then the second part of it is, you know, because I want to have the energy and ability to take care of things when needed. If I need to lift something up because it's an emergency or pick something up or carry somebody or something, I want to have the physical ability, the strength to do it and the endurance to do it. And, you know, I know this is my only body. This is a 45 year old machine at this point. And I want to, you know, make sure that my quality of life is as good as it possibly can be and that the things that I can take care of, I do. And then the third part of that when it comes to, you know, taking, be, having, being a good steward of our body is our emotional and mental health. That's a completely different podcast. It's <laughs> a completely different podcast, but, I, you know, it's a very important thing that we are minding our mind and that we are not being ruled by our emotions and that this is something that we work on. Emotional intelligence, you know, taking care of your mental health. And uh, like I said, totally different podcast, but it's all part of the stewarding of this incredibly complex and wonderful body that we have been given to live in. So that's the first, the first part of stewardship for me um, that I just kind of wanted to briefly go over. And the second part here that I think is super important is your gifts. Now, God, I believe, this is my true belief, that we were all born with very specific gifts and talents. And, um, you know, how are you using them? I mean, what are you doing with these gifts and talents? Not to say that you everybody has to be in ministry, or, you know, but I believe that the gifts that we have been given are not just for us. 
that they are to bring glory to God in some way. And so are you sitting on a gift? <laughs> are you just not utilizing it for whatever reason? And you're the only one that knows that, right? You're the only one that knows this kind of thing inside of you that you believe you have been given. And I always joke to Bobby, like, why didn't God give me a voice to sing? <laughs> I always say, I would have used it for him for sure. I love singing. I wish so much that that was my, the talent that I was born with. I always say, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God, why didn't you give me that type of a voice? I would have used it for your glory for sure. But I believe that it is really important that we are good stewards of the gifts and talents that God created in us. Uh, so that's the kind of the second part there. And then the part I'm going to really spend a lot of time on today is being a, a good steward with your finances. And so I think the easiest place to start this conversation with you today is um, from the book in the Bible that we, I feel like we've all, even people that weren't born in to families that were of faith or went to church, we've all heard about the parable of the talents. It's in the New Testament in Matthew chapter five, and it starts at verse 14. And it's talking about this, um, this man who had some servants and he gave each of these servants um, five talents. That's what they, the way that they referred to the, uh, the the resource or the money that he gave them. He gave them each. Um, he gave them each talents. It says here: to one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one, each according to his ability. I'm going to go back to that. And then he went on his journey. And uh, it says here: then he. Um, then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gave five more, gained five more. So also the one with two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. So I'm going to keep reading here. This is verse 19. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you, en you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been Faithful with a few things, I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one talent, master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and I went out and I hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. You can hear me turning pages on my Bible here. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. And there's an exclamation point at the end of that in this statement. You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from, take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have abundance. Whoever does not have, 
even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty harsh, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I'm going to kind of use that as a backdrop of a lot of the things I'm going to talk about with you in this podcast today. Really stewardship. And I think there have been, gosh, tons and tons of church sermons and uh, you know, many articles and commentaries written on this particular subject. And for me, I really believe that um, this this is a really good example of kind of what God expects expects of us. And so the bottom line is, um, you know, in this in this parable, they're talking about a man, but let's talk about God. He he gave these guys a seed, right? He gave them a seed, and he expected them to sow that seed or grow that seed. He gave them something with the expectation that they would go out and create more with that. And I find that to be something that I believe is a biblical principle, actually. I believe that God um, expects us to take what he's given us and grow it for a number of purposes, but ultimately so that we can uh, you know, bring glory to him in a number of ways. So I'm going to go through a couple of questions here with you. For those of you that are listening to this podcast, and um, I want to, I want you to ask yourself this. So how do you feel about money? In my first podcast where I talked about God and money, I, I gave a couple of examples, but how do you actually feel about it? Are you uncomfortable? Does it make you like squirm in your seat a little bit, especially if you're talking about finances and faith? I mean, what do you, what is your feeling about it? Is it negative, worry, anxiety? Um, I mean, let's, you know, do you feel like it has all this power? I think you kind of need to start with how you actually feel about money. And then another question I want to ask you is, how do you feel about increase? How do you actually feel? What is the emotion behind of it? Behind it? For a lot of believers, there is this real uncomfortable feeling about increase. Um, we, many of us have been taught in, in church that, we are not supposed to want increase. We are not supposed to, when it comes to finances, we're not supposed to want that, that that makes us you know, greedy or, or whatever. It's not of God. So how do you feel about increase? You know, For me, I, the, the more I dive deep into this subject and the more I continue to grow my faith and get to know who God is and who God wants me to be, I find that you know, increase is something that is he expects it. And so because of that, he wants us to expect it. He literally expects increase from us and from the gifts and talents he's given us and from the from our lives. And so he is wanting us to expect increase as well. Really uh, just leaning on that expectation of increase. So I think that's kind of an important thing to expect increase. Now, that doesn't mean that if it doesn't happen, I blame God or I'm mad or I'm sad because I trust him when it comes to my life. But kind of being in this mindset of expectant, hopeful increase is coming to you. Now, um, this is not like um, kind of these the secret where it's like, oh, you manifest this and that with your thoughts. I, I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that we manifest anything, but I do believe that words have energy. I mean, 
you know, I believe that words have power. And even in the Bible, it tells us, think about these things that are true and pure and lovely and honest and praiseworthy, right? So obviously that's, that is something that's very important to him. I don't believe that our words will manifest anything, but I do believe that our expectation of increase has power because it really is leaning on our faith. So I think that that's really an important thing. So, okay. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and this is going to be very telling for you. And for some of you, you're going to feel great about it. And for some of you, you're going to get a little knot in the pit of your tummy because there's some, there's some area, there's some room for growth here. So are you ready? Okay. How do you care for your finances? Let's just be honest. How do you actually care for your finances? Do you never, ever look at your bank account because you're scared? I know a lot of people like that. They're like, I never look. I'm afraid of what I'm going to see. This is a very, very um, negative and unhealthy attitude to have about finances. You can't bury your head in the sand. You really need to see what's going on in your with with your finances, your finances, and how you treat your spending and the money that you have earned um, is is a is a very important thing. It is a um, I believe it is how we, you know, are taking care of the things that God's given us. So to bury your head in the sand, you're, it's, it's almost in my opinion, this is just my opinion, you know, my podcast, my, my opinion, I feel like you're almost being disrespectful to God because you're literally just ign- ignoring this. It's the same as ignoring your health, doing nothing to take care of this incredible vehicle that he gave you to live in your entire life. It's disrespectful to me to just ignore your health. So, okay, I'm going to go back to this. How do you care for your finances? So here's a couple more questions for you to ask yourself. What do you spend your money on? Are you even, do you even have any idea what you spend your money on? Like if you were to do a little budget or track your spending for the month, would you be shocked at what you spend your money on? And so then the next part of that um, is, do you pay your bills on time? This may seem small, but it's a really big deal. It, again, goes back to kind of the attitude of money and um, how you feel about it and how you are stewarding what you've been given, you know, if you're just careless with it. And and I'll get to, I'll wrap it back around. So are you kind of careless with your spending and your finances and kind of just even being aware of them? Oh my gosh. I'm always shocked to know how many people literally just, they don't want to know they're just careless with it. How do you take care of your material things? Now, listen, this doesn't, this has nothing to do with how much something costs you. It it has to do with how are you caring for it? You could have bought everything you own, everything that is in your home at a garage sale or a thrift store, but are you caring for it well? Or you just treat it like crap? (laughs) I find this is an interesting thing when you have children and, you know, as your children are growing up, of course, everything that they have has been purchased for them by you more than likely. You have you know, got all their clothes, purchased all their toys, anything that they use, their computers, whatever. But the, the funny thing is the minute your child has spent mon- their own money, whether it's from like a gift or a birthday present or money that they earned with a little job or something, the minute they spend their own money on something, you see how they really are going to take care of something (laughs) always makes me laugh. 
that when my kids, each of them have purchased something with their own money, they, they really treated it completely different than every other thing that they owned. And, you know, I, I always hope, why don't you like treat everything else that good? (laughs) So how are you taking care of your material things to keep things clean and tidy and nice and maintenance and cared for? Or are you just careless with, with all of your stuff? Just kind of not, you know, which would in turn require that you actually buy things more often because you're not caring for the things that you have. It's a little bit of a, of a carelessness, again, disrespectful of, um, kind of just pride of ownership, I guess. And so for me, this is, you know, we, when we think about God and we think about honoring him, I feel like for the most part, we're, we are thinking about a mindset and, um, it's, it's all in the spiritual world. There's not a lot of uh, things that you can physically do to show that you're honoring God, right? Well, this is honoring God, in my opinion. You're, you are honoring God in the physical world, because that's where we live. We live in the physical world by being a good steward of the things that you own and of the finances that you have, whether they're not enough, maybe you don't make enough money right now, or maybe you make plenty. How are you stewarding that amount? Do you steward what you have no matter how much it is? And when I say that, it means, are you really being intentional and caring for the amount of money that you have? I mentioned in the last podcast about Dave Ramsey. He has a great podcast where he goes through questions and talks to people. He's got a number of books and he's got some great programs. Um, I think the best one for you to dive into, if you if you really just need to revamp, like you just need a reset. You need to understand. You don't even understand how money works. It's called Financial Peace University, and it is an excellent, just I guess, starting point for really becoming a good steward of money. Um, are you in debt? And are you in debt because you just ignored things that you should be taking care of, and you weren't paying attention? And so the real question here becomes, can you be, can you right now, just where you're at right now, whatever, whatever your current financial status is, can you be trusted with what you have been given? This is really the question because God wants to know, can I trust you with the increase I want to give you? Can I trust you with that? Can I entrust you with the hundred times more? Can you handle the promotion that he wants to give you? And the way that you steward your finances currently is a big indicator of that. It's a very big indicator to to God that you can handle more. If you can't handle what you have, right? You can't handle what what you've been given now. You're not stewarding well. You're not taking care of it. You're not taking care of bills. You're just frivolously and carelessly spending. You're not taking care of the the material things that you have. What do you think his opinion of that is going to be? And so I kind of go back to that, the parable of these, these three servants that were given talents according to their ability. That's what it says in the Bible. They were given according to their ability. And this is very interesting to me because every word matters. They were given according to what the master knew that they were capable of. So you notice the, the first guy was given five and he went out and he made five more. He was given a seed and he went out and he doubled that seed. Okay. And the second guy, maybe he didn't have as much skill or whatever. And he went out and he doubled the two that he had. But the one, but the third guy that was given only one, 
the his master already kind of was like, listen, not totally, not totally convinced about this guy's ability, so I'm going to give him one. Instead of planting those that seed, that one seed that he gave him, and increasing it, he was in fear and anxiety, and he hid it away. He was afraid to step out and utilize the seed that was given to him. And he did, he literally did not expect increase. He expected trouble. This goes back to, uh, if we're talking about it today, this is a very, very sad and negative mindset when it comes to finances. So there, Bill Johnson in his three-part series that I talked about last time, Kingdom Abundance, he talks about being given bread and being given seed. Bread is what God gives us for us to take care of for ourselves and our families, what we're to utilize to, uh, you know, for us to live on. But seed is given to us specifically for the purpose of increase. And in this, these scriptures in the Bible, the parable of the talents, it is specifically talking about seed given to them for increase. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's just an interesting thing. Uh, when it comes to uh, people's mindset about money and how afraid they are. And so when it comes to the seed given, are you, are you being given seed right now from God, something that he wants you to use for increase, but being selfish with it and just taking it for yourself and increasing your immediate pleasure, like instant gratification by buying stuff or going into debt? Or are you packing it away because you are so afraid that, that God is saying, listen, I, you don't have an expectation of increase and you, uh, I, I, can't, I cannot trust you with more because of what I'm giving you. You're not doing um, what I hoped you would do with it or what it was meant for. So interesting. Um, Jesus is expecting us to increase and learning to steward what we have so that he can trust us with more. So this is a really big conversation. And of course, in a a short little podcast, we can't come to any, I can't really, um, you know, help you to come to a breakthrough. But what I would really love to do, my hope with this particular podcast is to open your eyes a little bit and really pray on it and ask yourself about your current ability to steward what has been given you in your whole life. From, you, from your health, in your physical body, to your mental health, to your gifts, and then your finances. And I will tell you, sometimes you have to like do a control-alt-delete <laughs> on, your, on your life when it comes to finances. So maybe you've been terrible. You've been a really bad steward. You, you, know, you don't even know what the word saving, <laughs> saving means. You're living above your means. You're living like check to check. You're stressed out all the time. Well, that's when it's time to like do a reset. Okay. The first thing that if you go through this Dave Ramsey course is he has you do a budget. So you really need to kind of look at where, where you're starting from. And, uh, I do this with people all the time with their nutrition. They just aren't aware. So maybe you're not aware. And the cool thing is you can actually use, um, online banking. A lot of them will have like spending reports and you could see where you're spending your money. But a better way to even do it is just track it. Take a journal and track every penny that you spend for the next month and look at everything from you know, gas to fast food, all of your actual recurring bills. Just look at everything and just get an inventory of your, 
your current finances. So that's number one. Then number two, take that inventory um, versus what you're actually earning and look to see what are you doing that's maybe careless or can be can be lessened. And uh, Dave Ramsey teaches you to pay off your highest interest bills first and, uh, you know, then move forward from paying, paying off high interest bills to, and then, you know, as you're, as you're advancing your financial intelligence, then, you know, learning how to invest in and actually make your money work for you. So it's an excellent, excellent program, but really important. I haven't even talked really about generosity in here in this podcast, but it's a big part of, um, financial stewardship as well. God wants to see where's your where is your lordship and your stewardship? You know, where is your heart when it comes to money? Do you kind of lean on money as your God or do you still lean on God as God, whether you have money or not? And especially I think when you, when you are in a financially abundant situation, I think it's easy to lean on your trust of money over your trust of God, which goes back to the whole lordship thing. Who, where is where do you uh, really park your own personal lordship? And so when it's all aligned, when everything is kind of dialed in perfectly and you've got the balance right, God is still God, no matter what your finances are. You are being a good steward of your, of your physical self and you're being a really good steward of the financial part of your life. And you're in a, a mindset of increase and expecting increase in your life and you're generous and you're utilizing bread where bread should be used and seed where seed should be used. Now you are in a perfect alignment for God to continue to bless you financially with what he really wants to bless you with. It is my absolute heartfelt belief that he wants increase for everybody. He does. He wants increase for everybody, but he knows for some, increase would be at the cost of their lordship and they can't handle it. So if we get everything dialed in correctly, then we really just kind of open the floodgates for God to be able to do what he wants to do in our lives so that we can then in turn, uh, you know, glorify him with our stewardship of not just our bodies, but our lives and the, you know, the physical world around us our finances, how we grow that seed, how we bless others with that abundance. So I hope that that was maybe a little eye-opening for you. I hope that you take a, kind of a financial inventory of your of your life and just get it together. Um, I have, in my life, finances have been one of the most highly stressful things I ever had to deal with. And man, I've been in want many times and need many times where I legitimately just was not making enough money. And so I, it's not like I was overspending. I just didn't make enough money. And so it took sometimes months and even years to put myself in a position where I was actually earning more. You know, when I went to school, cosmetology school, and then started building that business. And then when I transitioned out of, um, you know, standing behind the chair to network marketing and then being with, <laughs> Uh, companies that failed me and losing our business. I mean, it, it's, I've, I've been there. I have totally been there. And I can say one thing to you that through those different periods of time where we have been financially okay and we have not, 
we have really learned to steward and have such a different mindset of finances. And we've learned to live below our means and we've learned to uh, not just expect increase, but to actually plan for the future. This is another part of good stewardship. (laughs) It's about, you know, of course, not packing away, not packing it away like this guy in the you know story of the towns. He just buried it in the ground. That's not what I'm saying, but I think being a good steward is also actually planning for the future. You know what I mean? Uh, taking time to to make plans, and so um, I think that's when God can really say, "Okay, I can trust you with more because you've done very very well with the little I gave you, and as I gave you more, you continued to keep me. You you kept me, God." you relied on me, not the money. And as I gave you more, you expected increase. You were a good steward of it. And so now I can give you even more. And that's what I want for you. I want you to get it all dialed in and keep God where he is and money where it's supposed to be. Take care of uh, your body and your life and your finances so that he can do everything in your life that he wants to do. I hope this was beneficial for you. I'd love to hear your story. You know, you can reach out to me. It's pretty easy to find me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. You can reach out to me on my websites, bobbyandmichelle.com. And you know, um, if you have not already done so, please take a minute to go and rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It helps to get these podcasts, podcasts more visible. It's a huge compliment to me. If ever you share the podcast on any social media platforms, I so appreciate you. And I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time.